The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In this episode, we talk about decision fatigue, what it is, how all of us experience it, what we can do to be less fatigued with it, and examples of how it's shown up and how we have tried to deal with it in our own lives. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hello, everyone. Hope it's entertaining, uplifting, and helpful. So I have a giant furry peanut on my lap. Oh, that just... That sounds very unusual also, for a lesbian. Also known as bear. Bear or cat. So for those of you who have cats out there, I bet your cat has a million nicknames. Bear goes, lately, his new nickname is Peanut. He's purring so loud. I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear this. but uh, So lately, his, his new nickname is Peanut. And um, it's also been Boodle Boo. That's the one that was coming to my mind. Barry I've Boo, heard. Mr. Boodle. What other ones? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank because there's <laughs> there always so something. Many. I hear he you call him so many things <laughs> and I always repeat it. He has so many. But anyways, so um, Mr. Boot, Peanut. Boot, boot, boot. Mr. Peanut is here in the house. <laughs> I said that so proper, right? In the house. <laughs> He's in the house. I didn't. I wasn't trying to say it like that, but then it just came out like that, and then it was. Then it's that. But it, it anyway. It, isn't wasn't there some kind of like potato head? That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, Mr. Mr. Potato, potato Head. head. The toy. That doesn't resonate right. with him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here. We are going to talk about something very real that I bet every single one of you is actually experiencing it, but maybe, just maybe don't know the name for it, or maybe you do, but you don't give it much thought. You don't give it much weight in your day, but this is heavy. So we are going to be talking about decision fatigue today, but before we do, I got to tell you, we finally used Roasted pumpkin that Toast made. She roasted oh, some pumpkins. Puree, the pumpkin puree. Yeah, she roasted pumpkins and she um, scooped out all the fantastic puree, put them in freezer Ziplocs, and they've been in our freezer since November because mm-hmm. these pumpkins were from Halloween, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So we, ha- we bought a bunch of sugar pumpkins, which is the one you would use for pumpkin pie. And so we've had these frozen pumpkin bags in our freezer. And so finally, just the other weekend, we were like, let's make a pumpkin pie. It, oh my gosh, you guys, it was so delicious. It was so good. Toast ate most of it. Mm -hmm. 
because her favorite pie on the planet is pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And so it should go to you. And I'm glad you ate it. But I got to say, the recipe we have is just crazy good. It's a vegan recipe. It has uh, heavy coconut cream in it that makes it so luscious without making it thuddy. But it's also not coconutty. True. It's so good. It's good, you guys. And the crust we used was um, King Arthur's gluten-free crust mix because, you know, let's make it easier for ourselves. And so toasted the by crust. Not have, oh, by, by having it be a prepared mix. A prepared yeah, mix yeah. versus like, you know. From scratch. You're adding the flour. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing all of it. Um, so toasted the crust. I did the, the what is it, the filling and we baked it, and it was just so good. And it was so nice to have pumpkin pie outside of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like you just love appreciate pumpkin it. Pie. So, it's all the spices, that's why. Especially because it's still I winter. Just, you want to feel cozy. And it's just so delicious. So what's exciting is I think we have three more packets, right, of frozen of pum- puree. Yeah. So the next I one I want to make. Three, two or three is uh, pumpkin bread. Mm. Ooh, maybe I should make that this weekend. I'm so Is that also going to be a gluten-free? So Absolutely. It I'm going to try okay. um, grain-free oh, and use um, nice. almond flour nice. instead. Yeah. So anyways, that's just our little pumpkin party that we had this weekend. And um, just so good. I don't think, in fact, I don't think I've ever had pumpkin pie that wasn't from puree from a can. <laughs> Ever. Oh, so this was the first like from scratch puree for that me. we've had. Yeah, for yeah. me, for pumpkin pie. What about you? I I really don't know. Okay. Um, my my grandma used to make the best pumpkin pie. Oh, I bet she. Um, it was the old fashioned way. It was not gluten free, and yeah. it was not vegan. It probably it had was... heavy cream and milk and egg yolks. Yeah. And it was the whole deal. It did taste. Different, you know, the filling yeah. was more, uh, yeah, dairy feeling and all of that, but oh, so good. So, so I, good. I don't know, I was so young, mm-hmm. I don't even know if she, maybe she did make it totally from scratch instead of from a can of pumpkin puree. I think those she were was the days, school. but I think those were the days of Comstock, you know. Oh, it was definitely the days Comstock where days, right? canned was canned available. Fruit. But I don't yeah. know if she used that all the time. Yeah. Because they also had a farm, like a little farm oh. where they would grow. Then she probably did it from scratch. I don't know. I can Which romanticize so it and think that she made yeah. it from let's, scratch. Let's make that be true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy. To me, it was, it was pretty, it gave me so much appreciation for canned pumpkin. Mm. All the work you did mm. to make it's one fifteen ounce amount I guess of so. pumpkin. I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not that much work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> okay, it's more work than, I mean, just yeah, using it. a can opener. Yeah, Just it is. cutting the pi- pineapple, I mean the... P- <laughs> Let's start the rest of the episode. I just had, I just, we just had pineapple. We have this pineapple tea. Okay, yeah, we do. It's late in the day. Decision it, fatigue is real. Yeah. It's like muscle fatigue, right? If you keep yes. using one certain muscle, it's going to get fatigued. It's all the fatigues, like 
compassion fatigue, mm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we're all tired. But, okay, so dis- what decision fatigue is, is it, it's exactly what it sounds like. So basically a person, we become depleted after making too many decisions in a certain period of time. So the more decisions we make in a day, the more fatigued we can become. And what I thought was really amazing is that it doesn't even matter how hard of a decision you're making, mm-hmm. All, even the simple decisions or the seemingly simple decisions of like what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat for breakfast, all of these things contribute to yeah. fatigue. It's, that and does, like, when you really? Say- when you say it, that does sound like, it's like, sounds ridiculous. Really? That sounds yeah. so weak. Like it's, you it sounds ridiculous, but, it but builds I, up. yes. And so, I mean, you're still having to use the muscle to decide, right? You know, you're still going, yeah, what should I, well, what's the temperature today? Are we going, you know, you, there's so many decisions you make in making a main decision. Mm-hmm. You know, the decision on the table often involves many little decisions, So all of that contributes to a fatigue that then creates a very, (laughs) then just really makes your ability to make a decision not very good. Yeah. Your ability to then decide on things just gets weak. You're like not making great decisions. Sometimes you don't even want to make a decision. So you're like, I'm out. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, when I ask you, like, oh, what do you want to have for dinner? I'm like, like, I don't, I, I can't decide. I can't even you, decide that. You just decide. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah. You make the decision. I can't do it. And it does, you know, like I can really relate to this um, because, yeah, there definitely have been some workouts where I'll do the first set mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, that was easy. Like, this is not even a workout. But then I do on the 10th set. Yeah. I'm like barely getting through it yeah so that idea of like what it's just about what you're going to eat or it's just about what you're going to wear but then as the day goes on and on and on if you've had to make more and more decisions it does Mm -hmm. build up yeah it does so how about I go over just some of the symptoms of it okay it might seem obvious but let's just say it anyway just rattle it off so if you find yourself kind of negative Negative? Like irritable? Like yeah, like negative emotions bitchy? are kind of just, you're filled with like all these negative emotions. Sometimes it can be because you're fatigued. You're, okay. you're, you're dealing with decision fatigue. Okay. So negative emotions, feeling drained, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. You feel drained, can be from decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, weakened, impaired judgment. Mm-hmm. That's a good one for nighttime snacking. Or a bad one for <laughs> nighttime snacking. Nighttime it's snacking a good because example. by the yeah. time it's nighttime, you've made all your decisions in the day. You're tired. How are you going to choose fruit or herbal tea? Have some herbal tea as your sweet treat after dinner. No ways. How are you going to have herbal tea? No, you can't. No, you need 12 cookies. That's what. Mm. So that's an example too of like, weakened judgment like well Mm. you said you're on a diet like where given a morning choice Mm. you're fresh haven't made many decisions Mm -hmm. you're leaving for work you're like oh 
I forgot my breakfast at home. Let me just pick something up. You're at Starbucks. You're looking. Are you going to get... Oh, bear. Ouch. Are you going to get the cake pop or Starbucks famous glazed lemon poppy seed cake? <laughs> I, know, I, I know what you're talking about. Or, oh my gosh. or are you going to get the oatmeal? Hmm. Add hot water. You're good to go. Hmm. In the morning, you'll probably get the oatmeal. You're more likely to get the oatmeal good, in the morning. Good decision. Yeah, because you're not fatigued. So anyways, so another symptom is that weakened, impaired okay. judgment feeling. Okay. That also feels like a willpower thing. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's related to uh, willpower and it feels like it's also related to another thing of like, the, just the fact that it's up for deciding. Yes. You know, is yeah allowing you room for making a bad decision. Yes. That is such a great observation because that's so true. Versus it's already decided. Right. I eat well. I am a person that eats oatmeal every morning because... Right? And at night, I just have herbal tea. That's what I have. Right. Or I have one cookie, not 12. (laughs) Right. Right. Not a dozen. (laughs) So just a few other symptoms. Um... Not even wanting to make a decision. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, no, kind of like me, right? I can't decide. Tap I, I, can't, it out. I don't know what's for dinner. I don't whatever. Give a you just beep. put the food in front of my face. I don't care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or the flip side, just being impulsive with the decisions. Mm. Just do that. Get it over with. Just do it. Yeah. Just I just, just got to make the decision already. So just do that. Mm. And then the last one, but I'm sure there are more symptoms than this, is procrastinating. Oh, I don't know. You know what? Let's just move that because I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. So let's just not decide today. Let's just move it to next week. So procrastination. Mm -hmm. So all of these can be symptoms. I've done all of them. Of decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally have to. Mm -hmm. So now what to do, right? So you, okay. So you're out. Yes. Yes. I am suffering from decision (laughs) fatigue. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Well, the obvious thing is decreasing the number of decisions you have to make in the day. And that's so obvious. But how many of us really routinize Consciously. our day? Yeah. yeah. Because one of the things you really can do to help yourself out is to routinize. So what are you going to eat? So maybe you decide between these are your two main breakfasts that you have. You know, and on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have breakfast number one. Tuesday, Thursday, I have breakfast number two. Done. You know, what's your main outfit? Say if you work from home, like Toast kind of has a uniform. You know, <laughs> why are you looking? You don't want me to say that? <laughs> I feel like I just, you, you just seem like, wow, I just took off all your clothes. Like you just seem so, <laughs> is that too revealing? <laughs> no. I, I guess I guess I do. I never you thought do. of it. You I have never a white really Hanes t-shirt yeah. and jeans. Like, you know, and then if it's cold, you throw something over. But it's like, that's kind of what you wear. Yeah. And the variation is, is it my blue jeans or right. is it my camouflage jeans? Right. Or your light gray or a gray Or the light jeans. gray jeans. That's right. true. Sometimes yeah. it could even be a light pair, yes. light gray pair of jeans. And, and this some? is the wardrobe thing is a, it, the famous example is uh, Steve Jobs. 
Oh, his turtlenecks. Right? Yeah. He always wear black turtleneck. And it was like, ooh, that's so smart because mm-hmm. he never has to think about what to wear because he has other things that he wants to think about. Accomplish and, and yes. make decisions about. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I know that when you think of routine, sometimes it's like, oh my God, every day, day in, day out. But something that Toast and I do is we have a pretty hefty, strong, lined routine Monday through Friday. Saturday, Sunday, it's very relaxed. It's kind of like, whatever, however you want to do it, let's just relax. Because again, um, I think it was last week's podcast about the need for variation. Hmm. So will this actually work if we have this need for variation? It can work if you structure it in a way that allows for that variation. So Toast and I have a strong routine Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, very much more relaxed you know, wake up whenever, all this kind of stuff. We just do different things. So I'll, that, try, I'll try and remember put the, um, putting the link to that particular episode. Um, but it, that episode it. was called Why You're in a Rut, The okay. Need for Novelty. Okay. So that's one thing you can do. And that's actually a big thing that will cut out a lot. Okay. Routinize. Um, the other thing is taking more breaks in your day so it doesn't feel like you're just working, you're there, making all these decisions. Get up, go outside, feel grounded by nature, take a moment of break, remind yourself of what's really important, come back. Mm. And then those decisions, you can kind of meet it with a little bit of freshness, a little bit of freshness. So taking more breaks, um, having some kind of a mindfulness practice. I mean, everyone is saying that, but I think they say it because it works, right? It keeps you more in touch with, again, like the nature example of just Mm -hmm. what's important. And so that decision at work, even though, yes, those decisions are important, you know, you can make the decision from a place of perspective, Mm. you know, yeah, and not having so much stress behind it. And then you're using so much more energy in making that decision, contributing to more fatigue. Mm. That's already your you know, 50th decision of the day. It's like, it's a lot. When you say mindfulness practice, I, it makes me think of, um, like m- arriving to the task of decision-making from a place of stillness. Yes. Instead of from a place of pressure. Pressure, scat- panic. Right. Pressure yeah. and scattered chaos mm-hmm. and confusion. And mm-hmm. that's... And again, I that... Hate, I hate feeling like yeah. that. I love the feeling of being presented with the task of making a decision. And I feel um, up to the task. Like um, having the sense of a clear head. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the mindfulness, something that's really important with the mindfulness is that if you have a mindfulness practice Mm -hmm. later in the day when you are having that decision fatigue, you will be less likely to act from that weakened place of judgment. You will be less likely to procrastinate on that decision Mm. because you're back in your center to make a decision from that more open space that you're talking about. Because mm. it's way easier to make a mindful decision in the morning than it is in, when you have decision fatigue. Yeah. But decision fatigue, but mindfulness will help decision fatigue versus 
not having a mindfulness practice or yeah. just like letting it, whatever, blow it, whichever way you want, yeah. you know, whichever way it goes. It makes me think of, you know, like if you're sanding something down mm-hmm. and then um, the sandpaper creates all of this crud and grit Yes. throughout the day and the crud and grit is building up. And then it's like, but if you take the time to kind of blow it off, yes. wash it off, yes. clear it off, then it feels clear. Everything just feels clearer yes. and neater. And you're cleaning as you go instead of, you know, working on your project, cooking a meal Everything or something. Snowballing. And you're not cleaning as you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it creates a lot of uh, grossness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to see what to do if you're working in a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Even in a physical project. Right. Yeah. Totally true. Um, and then the last thing is delegate. Make other people make the decision. Yeah. Do yeah. you need to be the one to decide these things or can someone else do it, do that job? That is a That's huge... when I delegate dinner to you. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I delegate, um, my workouts. Like that's a huge thing because deciding what your workouts will be mm-hmm. um, down to like what exercises and how long are the sets and the intervals and what oh, type yeah. of so training delegate and stuff. to the program. It's like I love, you... yeah, I yeah. love being able to just... Follow a program. Yes. And not not completely <sighs> mindlessly. Like I still... Modify. Yeah. I'll still mm-hmm. modify and deviate from the program if my body feels like I need an extra day of rest mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But having just ready-made workouts to choose from, I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so that's helpful. Like delightful. Instead of like, oh, what am I going to... Should I do... Yeah, and if I had the time, mm-hmm. if I had the t- time to devote to it to construct my own workouts, I would probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the time. Yeah. So yeah, other ab- things need your time. First. Yeah. So yeah. being able to just follow a program. Oh my God, I love it. Yes. Yes. Um, let me add one more. Okay. Because I think this is really important, and um, both you and I are are trying to do this more and more. Is when you structure your day. Because just logically, as the day goes by, you're making more decisions. Mm-hmm. So decision fatigue doesn't come first thing in the morning, right? right. Unless it's, you know, your morning start at 3 a.m. Right, whatever. unless you work the graveyard shift. Yeah. So just with that logic in mind, structure your day so that you are, if at all possible, you're doing the most important thing that needs to be accomplished that day first while you are fresh mm. instead of, you know, just having it somewhere in the middle of your day. Oh, I'll do it after lunch. Oh, God, that's like the worst time to do anything after lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you do it first, your most important things first, it's pretty amazing because you will more likely get those things done mm-hmm. and you'll have such a pride in in what you've done in the day. Like you will yeah. feel, and not coming from that place of, I feel good about myself because I'm a productive person, not from that space, but just if there's something really important to you and you know you already got that done and it's late morning and you've done the most important thing to you, everything else is like, you know, you you greet the day with just feeling really good about your progress, about all of that. And so I love that feeling of momentum. Mm-hmm. And there is something to be said, yeah, for that feeling of accomplishment and knowing that you brought your best self to yes. that important task. So yes. hopefully you didn't that means... let you didn't let 
the scraps of you. Yeah. Do like that you were task. able, you were able hopefully to maintain a higher standard of, yeah. you know, higher quality standard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Like your breadcrumb self. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you, your, you didn't give your breadcrumbs to the most important thing. Yeah. You gave the whole, the whole full entire slice. <laughs> Loaf, the whole loaf. loaf. Toast. Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> but anyways, all this to say, um, decision fatigue is very real, and the bottom line really is to be compassionate to yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you're eating the twelve cookies after dinner. It's it's compassion. I mean, not compassion fatigue. It's decision fatigue. But you need more compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can't. You know, sometimes I think we do expect too much of ourselves. Yes. Right? Yes. um, We think we should. um, There's so many shoulds. There's so many shoulds. Sorry. And that's what they say. That's what they say. Stop shooting on yourself, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So just... (laughs) You should stop shooting on yourself. Yes. That's another should. Oh, thanks. (laughs) But just be more compassionate and really start reflecting on your day and going, okay, am I feeling decision fatigue? Is this what I'm feeling? Decision fatigue? And that's normal. Yes. It's natural. It's normal. Not, no one, everyone suffers from that. So plan for it. Plan for it so that you can create a much smoother flowing life, you know? Structure your day around this decision fatigue and put the cookies, like two cookies in a little snack pack, and then just grab the little snack pack after your dinner (laughs) to prevent you from eating 12 cookies. Obviously, this is an issue for me. Structure your day. (laughs) And how about structure your day and your decisions? like outsourcing or making wardrobe decisions ahead of time or whatever, that yeah. sort of thing, right? Yeah. Doing what you can with your schedule so that, and making decisions ahead of time so that by the end of the day, choosing 12 cookies is not an option and doesn't have to be an option because mm-hmm. you're not so fatigued so right. that that's a temptation. Yes. Yeah. And that's why they say, okay, when you're going to work out, if you're working, I mean, they say work out first thing in the morning. Okay. Because if you're not healthy, nothing else matters, right? Okay. Workouts are part of staying healthy, Mm -hmm. getting healthy. So they say, put your shoes by your bed, Mm, put your workout clothes, fold it, have it all right there so Mm -hmm. that when you wake up, it's not about like, should I, should I work out today? What am I going to, oh, I have to get my workout jacket from the thing it's in the dryer everything's right there you wake up boom it's right in front of your eyes Mm. and then it's just okay i have to walk there to put it on (laughs) but you can walk there you're not walking there and deciding (laughs) and then i mean it's real it's real what am i going to do the struggle is real right like it's like hey you already have this preset workout Mm -hmm. anyway your mats downstairs everything's ready to go all right. That's why I'm so grateful for Toast because I'm doing this new workout and she's encouraging it and not in a mean way. She's not telling me, you know, you need to work out, but you're encouraging Well, you want this to workout. work out. No, I want to work yeah. out. I'm just yeah. telling the people you're not mean and oh. giving me hints like, hey, you better work out because oh, no. you're whatever. Um, 
so she's been helping me and she cues up the workout to the right one for the day. She has the light on and everything's ready. And she even puts a smile. I have a sheet like to check off when I've done the workout. And whenever I've checked it off, she puts a smiley face. <laughs> I have fun with that. So that's I try so to keep nice you, for I try me. to keep you entertained and keep make it like yeah, an exciting. entertaining smiley face. Yes, and she, not just you know the same smiley face. Yeah, you're over doing different smiley like, faces. I want to make it. I have like, noticed mm-hmm. that. What kind of smiley face is gonna be next? Yes, yes. And so I so appreciate that because I don't have to go. Oh, I have to go downstairs. It's cold. You know, I have to queue up. I have to start up the computer. I know it sounds so easy, but again, the whole point is that even these smallest decisions mm-hmm. take away from your decision tank, your decision-making yes. tank. It's all relative it's, too. It is. Yeah. And so that is that. And I think that's all we have to say about this Okay, for now. I think to sum it up in the words of, I think it's Woody Guthrie, Ooh. take that's it easy, yeah. but take it. Yes. That sweet spot. Right? Be compassionate on yourself, but don't let yourself be a lazy bastard. I know. Yeah. Alrighty, oh, take boy. it easy, but take it. Rate podcast. Thank you for listening to your friendly neighborhood lesbians. That's us, Sienna and Toast. We're on Instagram, so see you there. Sienna and Toast is our handle at Sienna and Toast. We're also at siennaandtoast.com, and as always. We encourage you to live your love story. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.